Hello, happy campers. Hello. I'm Spike. I'm Chris. And we oh. are geeking out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode 198. Here we go. Whoa. Two to go. Big whoop. We can't, well, even, we can't even do the last one yet. Not yet. we got something to do that next Sunday, so that well, won't be happening. We'll come up with something, but... Episode 200 will go off as promised, but we'll see what exactly happens. That will be... We are recording on Sunday, August 21st, 2022. You would think I'd just look at my desktop here instead of try to read a calendar on the other side of the room. Oh, well. So, well, no. Chris, it's been a, a long week and it just kept getting longer the longer it went. Because we have to deal with what happened this week, Chris. That would have just stolen my smile, as a certain wrestler would once say. That's really kind of hard because I know you too well. So it's like there's a lot of things that steals your smile. So <laughs> I'm not exactly for sure what happened. Well, Disney Plus had the, premiered the very first episode of She-Hulk this this past Friday. And apparently I've watched it and you haven't, so I have to do a review on it instead of you uh, have to uh, do a review on I it. I will eventually get to it and I'm not really, I don't know. You didn't miss much. I'm not even going to put you through it. You know why? Why? Have you ever sat there with somebody who laughs at their own jokes and nobody else finds it funny? Yes. Now, imagine spending 36 minutes with a person like that who's not only laughing at their own jokes, but they're the only ones who who understand the reference that they're making in the joke. So, not only is it not funny, it's, it's almost irritating. Cringe. It's almost irritating in its senselessness. Yes. And now imagine she snickers like Fran Drescher in The Nanny. Uh, now you're getting into the levels of annoying I had to suffer through with uh, this first episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. We all saw it. We all saw it coming from a mile off. And admittedly, okay, She-Hulk episode one, YouTube, the, the fan community, anybody who despises the MCU, as they call it, the Phase 4, and if this is supposed to be Phase 5 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago about David Zaslav. He was the guy, he's the CEO of, well, Warner Brothers Discovery is what I was trying to say. And he was saying he expects Marvel to be dead in the water for the next decade, and so that's why he's trying to rebuild DC to take advantage of it. Also, they skipped, kind of pretty much skipped Phase 4. Yeah, they... And just was like, oh, you know what, we're just going to end Phase ironically, 4. Short. <laughs> ironically, they aborted Phase 4 and just went to Phase 5. I, it, I think David Zoslov was really seeing it pretty well because, oh my goodness. Okay, now, she's trying... Understand, this is supposed to be a, a super... Hero, science fiction, legal comedy, right? Yeah. Okay, now imagine you can't get any of those right. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer Walters is She-Hulk. She is driving with Bruce Banner when they get into a wreck somewhere, and he winds up bleeding on her, and that means that now all of a sudden 
Just like monkey pox, she now has the Hulk pox or something. So whenever she gets angry, she, she hulks out. Of course, not as big as Bruce Banner, but she still hulks out. It takes Bruce a while to finally calm her down and get her to the point where she can be coherent where she, when she hulks like he is. But, uh, okay, so I understand. Let's see what makes, what makes people angry. Let's see what their motivations are coming out of this very first episode, okay? The Hulk. Bruce Banner. He he's basically fallen in love with Black Widow. Black Widow dies saving the saving the earth, basically the universe. And uh and he couldn't be there to protect her. So that's why he is determined he's going to stay the Hulk all the time. So in case anything ever happens, then he can be the Hulk and he can be in there to charge and save the day. Jennifer Walters, his cousin, gets angry when people catcall her. See? Aww. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Aww. See? Yeah. See, it all balances out, right? Now, imagine 36 minutes of that. That was Aww. the high point, Chris. That was the high point. So, mmm. Oh, I don't care. Five minutes into this review of a 36-minute episode, and I'm done, okay? Uh, there will be no more She-Hulk in my future, thankfully. Said... I said it, I said it, I said it. They would not. If they were smart, they would have gone straight to the comic books that John Byrne did back in the day, and he would have they would have gone to him and used him for used his model as the basis for theirs. They stole the lawyer sitcom gimmick, and that's it. No clever wordplay, no clever bantering. Nothing's funny. There's bantering, and it's just bothersome. So, looking at the streaming roll of five. Now, geeking out, we do have a roll of five. I'm going to pull this down. Ah, there we go. We do have a roll of five. I'm showing it to all the audio listeners right now. And the rule of five is, is very simple. It's a, there's actually six steps to the rule of five. For streaming and television, a 5 means it's worth buying on Blu-ray or DVD. 4 means it's worth the subscription. 3 means borrow someone's login. 2, you can watch it free somewhere with ads. 1, you might stumble across it watching Pluto TV Live. And a 0 means go play outside. This is a 0. You would be better off going outside without sunscreen now and playing out in the, out in the middle of the desert where the little alligator lizards can get at you and stuff. You'd be better off doing that. I'm just going to set that down there because screw it. You'd be better off going off in the desert on a horse with no name and just staggering out there and dying than watching another minute of this show. Screw this show. And matter of fact, I'm done with Marvel for a while. Let me know when you manage to, uh, you know, recast Iron Man or Captain America. Somebody I actually care about. I actually miss Eric Bana. Isn't that a shame? That is horrible. <laughs> that is no horrible. more Mark Ruffalo, please. 
And no more letting chicks run the, the entire board on a show, okay? No more women... Women writers? Okay. Women directors? Okay. Women producers? Okay. Is the woman that made this? Or? Yes. Oops. Women showrunners? Okay. All four at once sitting there feeding on each other, and I swear when they when she did the line about the cat calls, you know a bunch of the writers stood there and high-fived each other like, Yeah, sister, preach. <laughs> Zero out of five on the... Rule of five. Any thoughts, Chris? You want to? You still want to see episode one of She-Hulk? I never wanted the She-Hulk in the beginning with. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the characters. Just to... I really just didn't care because I thought it was a cop-out due to the fact it's like, oh, well, we have to have somebody that is kind of like Hulk. Why not make it a woman? Which, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but at least make her, <laughs> I don't know, halfway entertaining. And honestly, I'm just bored. Make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bored of the whole ideas of what they're trying to do or what they're trying to accomplish. I don't care no more. Honestly, Hulk, regular Hulk is now unwatchable. Because when in old school Hulk, back when we were doing Avengers, the first Avengers movie, and he pounded Loki into the concrete, that was cool. That was the last time Hulk was cool. Everything since then has just sucked on ice. The, the only thing that they've done that I was I thought was very awesome, but for some reason people hated on it, and that was Moon Knight. I loved Moon Knight. I thought that was freaking amazing. Yeah. Well done. To each but, their own, yeah. People hated it, and I just don't understand. Like, You love She-Hulk, you love Miss Marvel, but you hated on Moon Knight? Part of the problem... What? Part of the problem with that, and and again, I called this too. It seemed like somebody around here called this. When you get into this representational Bravo Sierra, every series with a minority lead is going to be painted with that broad brush, which means every female led superhero show from now on now i'm not going to make the jokes about superheroine every show with a female lead in a superhero movie in a superhero show in a superhero book in a superhero coloring book is going to be accused of pandering to feminists this is straight up pandering and enabling this is enabling a toxicity, a toxic sexism in Hollywood, in the very heart of Disney and Marvel right now. Yes, She-Hulk is a sexist TV show. I said it. History will bear me out. You can swear and you can fume and fuss and cuss and rend your garments all you want. It is going to go down in history as one of the most sexist shows ever filmed in the history of television. Mark my words. See if I'm not right. Three years from now, when this fad finally passes, see what happens. And yes, it's a fad. I know you don't think it is, but I'm telling you, no, it's no, a fad. No, no, I know it's a fad. Because I, I knew this was going to happen. Yes, we both did. We called this back in episode one. It's a circle thing that, that is going it's on. It's the, like, hold you on. Got, wait, wait, wait. 
It's the circle of jerks. Go ahead. Yes. You have, <laughs> first it's going to be about racism. Then it's going to be about uh, politics, religion, sexism, and then it's going to be quiet for a while, and then we're going to go back to racism. You know, it's, it's, it's like it, it, it's a continuing thing. And here lately, it's like all I'm hearing is sexism. Like, I'll see videos of women going like, I don't understand why men do this. And then there's a guy saying, well, it's because of this. And it's, and there's like a hundred, there's like millions of women that actually back up what the man says. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's right. But like, what's that song? It's actually a really catchy song, but it's like, uh, I know Victoria's Secret. And it was mm -hmm. like created by a guy in Ohio and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah, but you bought the underwear. It's like, it's like stop griping about it. It's like you can you can you can buy any type of underwear. You don't have to buy Victoria's Secret because it was created by a guy. Like you know, who's actually the problem here, huh? But you know, I I just I'm I'm just so tired of everything. I don't care. I don't care. The point so is, bored of it. the problem and, and the reason you're bored with it is because you don't have creators on board. You have, you have messengers. They are all trying to force feed you the same crap message. They don't care about humor. There's no humor in this show. Okay, we're still talking about She-Hulk. There, there's nothing, nothing laugh out loud funny in the show. There's not even anything that would bring a smile to your face. It is just straight-out hostility, feminist hostility from start to finish. She-Hulk is better than Hulk in this, in one thing, in all things, in everything. She is better than him. She can. She is Mary Sue the Greenie, okay? She's a green Mary Sue. Yep, I went there. Just go ahead. If Dis Disney's not smart, I'm not even going to say if Disney was smart. The point being, it's 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 preaching hatred, is what it is. Yeah. Deep down and in the heart of it, and I'm not even offended about that because hey, freedom of speech, do your thing. If it's your hell, you burn in it. Okay, <laughs> I'm I know which way I'm going. You you have to decide your own fate. Okay, I cannot drag you one way or the other. However. Don't use your message as, as, a, as a substitute for actual, you know, content. Stuff that entertains people. People are looking for entertainment, especially in these crap economic times. Okay? Yeah. I know they're saying that, the, that unemployment's going down. I know they say inflation's going down. Gasoline's going down. Guys, that's... Yeah, I'm not even going there. This isn't the political show. We have news about that in a couple of weeks. The bottom line is you're, these people are not storytellers. They couldn't tell a story if you held them down and and just started shoving pages from The Wizard of Oz in their, down their throat. They couldn't tell a story after life depended on it. And that's why this is boring and why I'm not going to give it a chance anymore. This was this first episode every bit as bad as what the the hater aides have been saying out on like YouTube and and Reddit and all these other places where they're they're just like this sucks this this She-Hulk is just a flaming pile of doggy poo in a dumpster. 
Yes, it actually is. Every one of them are right. Mm -hmm. Every one of them are right. Clownfish was right. Uh, Heel versus Babyface was right. Everybody was right on this one. It's a stinker. And I hope Disney loses a fortune on it, which apparently they lost a fortune on something else. Have you heard about Lightyear lately? No. Is that one of your newsish items? No, actually okay. it is not. There's been uh, so okay. many. Uh, now, I keep up. I keep up with a a guy named Overlord DVD. He's got apparently he has some sources inside Disney, and he likes to report rumors once in a while. He was the one who actually broke the news that that uh, David Zaslav canceled Batgirl because they're going to kill off Michael Keaton. Yes. Which was which actually made sense. Oh, that's why they did it. And so, okay, he's broken again this past week that uh, somebody snuck him the numbers on views of Lightyear, which premiered on Disney Plus this past week. Okay, it it premiered I think Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which. Okay, so Lightyear premieres. Disney Plus has somewhere around a quarter of a billion subscribers globally okay so like 250 million 260 million subscribers globally the number of views in the first five days for light year under 40,000 people are already paying for Disney plus they don't want to see this crap so Disney Disney, I think, made somewhere around $200 million off Lightyear, but that was their budget, too, and they needed to triple that in order to show a profit. So, mm, Disney taking... Looks like Disney's going to take a good quarter of a billion dollar bath on that. So, Not that they care, because they have more money they can always burn through. But They're eventually going to start running out of this money that they, that they burn through so much, they, they burn through so happily. And then you're going to start seeing these people bounced. You're already starting to see it at, uh, not Paramount, you're already seeing it happen at Warner, okay? Mm -hmm. Kevin Smith just had, uh, he had two shows set up for uh, HBO Max. Strange Adventures, which would have, uh, I can't remember what Strange Adventures was going to be about. Strange Adventures and Wonder Twins. This is what I've been trying to tell you to watch. These two? Yeah. It is hilarious. It's right up your alley. But, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, Strange Adventures was where Jimmy Olsen was supposed to go to Bizarro World. Okay. First off, Kevin Smith has been shooting his mouth off a lot and saying a lot of hateful things of late. So, I've, I've written off Kevin Smith. I officially don't care about Kevin Smith. We're not going to talk about him on Geeking Out anymore. Okay? Because he's not a geek anymore. He's just a hater. And I don't need that in my life, so bye. But H, the thing about Warner is they're getting tired of losing money on this. Warner has always been the one that's been closest to, to bankruptcy out of all the studios. Historically, Warner has always been the one right there. They're the ones that will always cheap out before any other studio. Okay, now, I'm not saying Warner's on the verge of bankruptcy, but... It should be. Warner is Warner is the poverty row of all of these studios in Hollywood. If anybody is going to start cutting costs, it's Warner is always the canary in the coal mine. They're the first to pull the trigger. 
So, and with Discovery taking over, Discovery makes a pile of cash, but they don't make that much cash. So, so now they're they're pulling triggers left and right in an effort right now to protect their intellectual property. And I honestly don't know what's going on with HBO Max. We're still on HBO Max. I don't even watch the damn thing. They've pulled, from what I've seen reports, they've pulled Infinity Train. They've pulled uh, several other animated series off of HBO Max. I don't know why. They're off Cartoon Network. They're just gone. This is why I keep telling you to buy physical media so you can hang on to these shows you want to see. It's just a matter of time, you know. But, yeah, that's a bit of a ramble. But, yeah. Chris, I know you still have a a warm place in your heart for Kevin Smith, but... No, I mean, I still love Kevin Smith, but, I mean, I've heard him... He, he agrees with everybody else. And that's one thing I, I was always against. And no, 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 we're not. Do we really he just saw the next headline coming up. Uh, Rumor has it Zosimov wants to use the Snyderverse timeline for the DC Cinematic Universe. Uh, this is just a rumor, though. It's just this a is rumor. why I did not report on this, it because it's just, just a, a rumor. rumor. And i tell you what this is, because I've already read stuff from the people at Warner's that said that there <coughs> is going to be no uh, Snyderverse, okay? So these rumors are just fan stuff. Remember the bots mm -hmm. and all that? This is just people saying, oh, we want this, so let's make up stories, that's all it is. It's rumors, and it better not ever be true. Because <laughs> well, I'm tired of these rumors. They've been doing this for years now. Stop, stop spreading those rumors uh, around. Like, just leave, just, Zack Snyder, just. Like I said, it's the circle of jerks. That's, so that's, that's our episode this. title this week. <laughs> circle, circle of jerks. jerks. I need to write that down. Hold on a minute. Circle, circle of jerks. Okay, now the the storyline, the rumor is supposed to be that uh, David Zaslav, his CEO of Warner Brothers, wants the Snyderverse to to be the the rule. Here's the thing, though. Before you overreact, Chris, ah, what? There is an explanation. Hold on. Oh, okay. stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. It's not so much that he wants Snyder, okay? He does. It's not so much he wants Snyderverse. That's fan conjecture. He's canceling the Flashpoint timeline. Okay. So, you've you've been smelling disaster on that, just like I have from Flashpoint for ages now. And yeah, Ezra Miller's flame do, out because you don't do a Flashpoint for Flash's very first movie ever. Right. Like you don't do that. It's that's stupid. stupid. Yes. But and that's exactly what Zosloff is saying. Zosloff realizes the reason Disney is so flush with cash right now is because they were able to milk Marvel for so much. Star Wars did not pan out. Okay, Neither did Indiana Jones. That's not a Disney property. Don't forget that. Pixar is flaming out. Marvel is flaming out. They're out of things. Warner has a chance to... They've got DC. They've got all these properties that they can... They want to deploy them properly. So in... Don't think of it as the Snyderverse being the basis of the DC Cinematic Universe. Well, Just realize keep bringing it up. There, because there's a bunch of goofball fans out there. They think they're geeks. They're just nerds. 
They're not geeks. We're geeks. They're nerds, okay? Nerds suck. It's like I saw a thing where they were talking about how, oh, the most successful movies and the ones that were not successful and how the difference between Zack Snyder's Justice League and Josh Whedon's Justice League. And I'm like, but the Josh Whedon's Justice League was Snyder's Justice League before, you know? It's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Warner has been driving into the gutter for years now. We've you you we've both seen this. Yeah. We both talked. We've talked about it the whole time we've done this show. One hundred ninety eight episodes. We talked about it, but they've sold the CW. Okay, the CW, which is the CBS and Warner Brothers, is what the CW stood for. CBS and Warner Brothers. That was the remains of the Paramount Network and the remains of the WB Network. They merged together to form the CW, right? Yeah. They have sold them to a company called Nexstar. Nexstar owns like 150 local television stations across the country. Nexstar leaked out. Now, I'm, we're looking at a headline right now saying that the, the new majority owners want to turn the network and Brown saying it's not profitable and it operates on an ongoing loss. Chris, name some shows currently on the CW right now. Can you name any? Currently? That, that's now on the CW. You got the remake of Charmed. You yes. got the remake of Roswell. Yes. You have uh, Riverdale. You yeah. have reboot of Texas Ranger. You have... Uh, the Flash finally ended. Oh, uh, yeah. The Flash, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Heroes of Tomorrow, that blah, ended. Blah, blah, Legends blah, of Tomorrow blah, blah. ended. Do you know what the average, what the, guess what the age of the average CW viewer is? Take a stab at it. You get one shot. What is the average age of the CW viewer? Look 18. at all the shows. Get this. 58. This is what Nextstar revealed. The average CW viewer is older than us. Okay, you're 40, I'm 50. One. The average CW viewer is older than us. They're pushing 60. And they're watching these kids' shows and stuff, or what's supposed to be appealing to teen shows. No teens care about Riverdale. Okay? It's all the older people who remember Archie and Veronica and Reggie and all the rest who watched Riverdale. No. Okay? None of the kids are watching the Walker reboot. It's all the people who remember the old Walker show who, watched the, who are watching the reboot. People sure as heck weren't, even even I gave up on The Flash after a while. Finally, it took me long enough, but they finally drove me away at season eight, seven, eight, I think. It wasn't, it wasn't the kids watching this stuff. The average age was 58 and female. It tended heavy female. Because that's why there are so many bare-chested men on the show. <laughs> Excuse me. So... So now, uh, Nexstar is the new majority owner. They want to turn it profitable, which means, guess what? All the unprofitable shows on the CW, I'm guessing whose line is it anyway is probably safe because it cost them like 50 bucks and a, and a catering lunch. But for all these other shows that cost like a million dollars an episode, psh, they're gone. Naomi's gone. Batwoman's gone. Supergirl's gone. Legends of Tomorrow gone, Flash gone, DC's gone. That well, I mean, Superman and Lois might survive, maybe. Star Girl, I know, is getting ready to start her next season 
in September, I think, I for some insane reason. I haven't season. Yeah, I haven't either. And that's part of the problem. I think the only reason why I didn't go back and watch the second season of that is because there was such a long gap between yes. the shows, and it's like, that's, you know, I kind of just like meddled off. <laughs> that's one of the dangers of taking so long between seasons. And it wasn't their fault, really. No. It really wasn't. It was the, it was the pandemic, the lockdowns and stuff screwed them. Yeah. But now I can't remember anything that really happened. Just, in the yeah, just like just like back in this happened before back in the back in the seventies and eighties, they would have like writer strikes, director strikes, and stuff, mm-hmm. and it just killed television because what do you put on besides reruns? And yeah. and that's what got the the game shows uh, started back up, and that's what got reality shows started up, and all this other stuff. If you if you take a long break like that, you're going to kill your golden goose, and then you wind up selling for what is last I heard was supposed to be zero. The the CBS and Warner wanted to ditch the CW. Odds are all Next Star paid is assuming their their debt obligations for like a hundred million dollars. Hmm. That's it. Well, the CBS and WB didn't make a dime off of that sale. Guarantee you. Well, hopefully they all. You know, do good next time. Next shipment around. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what in the world's going... Have you ever heard of the Daily Wire? Yes. It's a it's a political thing. Apparently, uh, apparently Ben Shapiro, who owns the Daily Wire... Now, he, he's the one who recently did that Gina Carano movie, Terror on the Prairie... Remember hearing about that one? No. We still need to review that sometime. I, I haven't seen it I don't even yet. know where it's being shown. I don't either. I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up and see. That's part of the problem with that one. It, it actually showed up for free on YouTube, I think, for one day, and they took it back down. Oh, but, I didn't know that. But it was All just right. a one-day thing. But uh, So now Ben Shapiro is reportedly sniping uh, some of the more creative executives from Disney. Yeah. So the Disney guys who are sick and tired of all that crap who want out, they're now signing with the Daily Wire. The 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 Mickey Mickey mice are abandoning the ship over at Disney supposedly. So uh, that's to head up the DW, the Daily Wire animation division. And in other related news, the Daily Wire now has an animation studio. <laughs> Didn't know that either. Hmm. Interesting. And last thing I'll say, and then I'll let you get into the newsish stuff, is uh, fans are going nuts over Prey. Now, Prey is the the new Predator movie where Predator basically shows up in the Wild West and hunts an Indian tribe. Okay? That's, That's Prey in a nutshell. Now fans are starting to... Fans are getting creative ideas. They're like, wait a minute. If we can send the Predator through time, why not start pitting him up against some of the biggest bad butts in history? So let's send him off to feudal Japan. Here's here's what the, the pitch is. Let me let me get this. Uh, I'm trying to see. Byron Lafayette, he's a film critic and journalist. He uh, he did a post on his Facebook page. He was gonna have a predator film set in feudal Japan. Where Hiroyuki Sonata, known for The Last Samurai and 47 Ronin and Mortal Kombat, would play a disgraced Ronin who's on the hunt for the predator who murdered his master. I would actually watch that. That actually sounds halfway interesting. And then there's other talks about uh, 
the samurai would be fun. fun. Uh, taking on the Yakuza, the Japanese mafia, would be fun. Uh, sending them off and sending them off into the Asian steppes to take on Genghis Khan. Sending him off to take on Roman legions and stuff, and just see how much damage he would inflict against these guys. So it's <laughs> we already we already wow. know he can't take on Arnold Schwarzenegger, but or or apparently Pocahontas. But <clears throat> so yeah, it's just an intriguing idea. Who would you who would you pit the predator against? We can't say alien because we've already done that one. Every president that we've had in the last <laughs> now be nice, be nice. No, anyway, uh, but uh, mm, so yeah, it's been a, a weird and wonky week. All that stuff coming out. You've got newsish stuff, don't you? Yeah, some more weird and wonky, wonk wonk. More more or less. What do you got for us? We're half uh, hour in. I've been. I've done nothing but yakking. Now it's time for me to lay back, and you have to talk. Here's some. Uh, here's some news. News. Yay! Not movie related. News. Uh, a Virginia school, elementary school, is under huge fire by parents. Do you know why? Why? Well, parents took notice of their new logo, that is just oddly shaped as a swastika. Yay! So now the school is under fire for the whole, you know. Not salacious, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not salacious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honestly surprised Fergie hasn't done that yet. <laughs> okay, we've lost Chris. Now what you got? Uh, a, C, a CEO TV uh, reporter insulted Actress Amelia Clark at a red carpet premiere for the new Game of Thrones show for HBO Max. What do you do? Take one look at her and laugh? I did. I. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ha ha. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Amelia Clark is amazing. Amazing. Okay. Okay. I'm not laughing at Amelia Clark. I'm laughing at the fact she's in this Game of Rot. Well, she was in the old one. She's not in the new one. Game of Porcelain Thrones. I didn't. I don't care. Well, Is it Game of Porcelain Thrones? What? What's the What's the new one called? Dragon Breath or something? Something like that. I don't even know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care about the. I don't care about the Game of Thrones prequel. I don't care about the Lord of the Rings prequel. I don't care about any of this derivative horse crap. I'm too busy looking for something. Interesting to waste time on that garbage. There you go. So, what was your next story? Ah, he just threw it away. It was, well, uh, he, he was about to talk about the next. Uh... <laughs> I was going to mention more, but I'm, like, oh. I'm done. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> What's that Game of Thrones thing called? I don't, I don't honestly care, but. Uh, Greece is returning to theaters in honor of the death of Olivia Newton John. It will be. Uh, they will take a dollar per ticket to donate to breast cancer. I'm good with that. That would be fun. What they need to do is start putting the lyrics at the bottom, do a sing-along like Disney does, 
and just do a sing-along version of Grease where everybody sits there. Because everybody sing, hums along with it anyway. Just had the little bouncing hubcap <laughs> going along. Uh, bouncing hubcap. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. I'm making sure that this is the right story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, about ten years ago, a movie starring Mark Hamill called the Atro- the virtually heroes uh never saw the light of day and is now being released this december uh i don't know why it's been what was 10 this? years virtually heroes it was made 10 years ago starring mark hamill and something about like a uh, some type of game comes to life and he the kid who's playing it has to be taught by this monk played by Mark Hamill. Ten years ago, you said it was yeah. produced? And they're just now releasing it? Yes. Somebody's option is about to expire. <laughs> no, that's what it is. I guarantee you. They had ten years to release this and if they didn't then it was a sunk lost. They're gonna oh. Mark Hamill's already made his trust me, Mark Hamill's not gonna make any more money off of whatever this project is. He got his paycheck and he's skedaddled. So uh-huh. well. Although Hamill's been full of hate lately too. What's wrong with everybody? I think it's just people who are just so the, tired of everything. Put down the hater aid. Everybody's just so tired of everybody else bitching and moaning, so everybody's like Ugh. Hmm. Everybody's just tired, I think. Well, I'm tired and I'm not hateful, am I? Uh let me try again. No. Am I hateful? <laughs> no, no, of course not. Ow. Uh this brought a smile to my face. I, 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 I like this one. Keenan Thompson uh, says that Good Burger 2 is on the way. <laughs> I have, I really don't care, but it's nice to know that Keenan Thompson's still getting work. Especially after it was revealed. he Keenan Thompson's hinting that this will be the last season for Saturday Night Live. This will be, I think it's what, season 48, 49? Some ridiculous number. It would be, I, think. I think it would be pretty good if they at least made it to 50 and then just call it quits what they, since they what made they, it this far. What needs to happen is somebody needs to hit, uh, somebody just needs to hit the entire cast with a bus and start over. It's, but that would be wrong of me to say, and that would be mean, <laughs> it, so I will not say that. I know Keenan Thompson did get, just now got his uh, star on the Walk of Fame. No, that's so that's really good. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, that's just... neat. Lauren Michaels. Let the. I hope the bus falls over on Lauren Michaels. Somebody needs to put something. Somebody needs to give him a hot lead injection in his head, because he is just driving SNL right into the ground. What was left of it? Of course, he's been doing that for. Is ever since he chased Dana Carvey or... off, yes. And he's been doing it for 45 years, and guess what? Nobody can do anything for 45 years and still do it well. Hmm. Unless, you know, you work for a living. Certainly Mm -hmm. can't be creative. (laughs) Uh, What else you got? Speaking of can't be creative, uh, Gary Busey is charged with sexual conduct during a New Jersey convention. That would be you. I don't even want to know what in the world he did. I'm not actually surprised by Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary, Gary A. Busey. 
There's your, I mean, hey, there's your sign. Oh, okay. So, uh, I see there's you your sign right there. I saw what you did there. Move on, please. Uh, so, you remember how people thought that one day AI was going to bring back people who's been dead for a while? And, like, have them be put in movies, like, put Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Well, it is happening. Yeah. And it is on the way. Yeah. Um, late actor Roy Snyder, you know him as the dude from Jaws. Yeah, the, the one who needed the bigger boat, yeah. Uh, he passed away in back in 2008. Yeah. Apparently, he was doing a movie called Beautiful Blue Eyes. And now they are finishing the film using an AI of his, you know, persona to mm -hmm. finish the film. Hmm. So. Well, so be it. If, if he had, if he was so unprofessional that he died in the pr production of this film, then by golly, the producers should do whatever they want. <laughs> If it if it was up to me, wow. I, would, I would drag Roy Schneider's dead butt back out of the grave, and I would just cr put a stick up his butt and just bounce him around like a marionette until I finished shooting. Oh my goodness! What on earth is going on here? I've been what? overexposed to She-Hulk. That's what it is. <laughs> I got She-Hulk gamma poisoning. Um, there is a uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off <laughs> spinoff. On its way. Yeah, it's called Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Remember that one? Yes, actually I did. That's, I actually think that's over on Crackle somewhere. I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah. I can bring up esoteric references every once in a while. Huh. But yeah, that, apparently there's a spinoff of that. I don't know if we actually care. Don't. Don't. Um, interesting. Mm. We always talk about movies that really made it. You know, how much... <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going. Is this the movie I think you're talking about? What? I think I know which movie you're talking about. Go ahead and finish your thought. I doubt it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, we always talk about movies that made a lot of money and all that. Yes, yes, yes. What about movies that... What is wrong with my voice? <clears throat> Sorry. I think it's that drink that you gave me. That was nasty. Key Lime Pie Fanta, ladies and gentlemen. It is a thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. Especially the zero sugar. If Ugh. you if you really hate somebody, that's the stuff to give them. Yeah, that is nasty. Double dog Durham. And, and it looks and tastes, I kid you not, just like Surge. It, it looks and tastes like Surge. I swear to you. Key Lime Pie Fanta. Nasty. That's what that taste nasty. was all those years. Anyway. Nasty. You were saying. Um. Anyways. Bad movies that made no money. Yay. Okay. Until they hit Rift Tracks. Yeah. So, uh, of course, movies like Adventures of Pluto Nash that had... Uh, <laughs> the, I got to admit, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I loved watching it because it was just so stupid. There are some movies that are just so bad, they circle the planet and start becoming good again. Yes. Not, no, not good, watchable again. They are so unwatchable, they, they, yeah. they turn into train wrecks that you just enjoy. Is was um We've discussed that before. Um, it... Uh, it took a hundred mil to actually make the movie and came out with 7.1 mil yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, movies like 
dark hours, which made four hundred and twenty-three dollars. <laughs> uh, foreign war, three hundred nine dollars. Payback, two hundred and sixty-four dollars. And the lowest movie ever that I've never heard of before, but people are now talking about it because it is the most lowest movie ever made, called, are you ready for this, ZYZZYX Road. It was made with $1.2 million and made $30. <laughs> From 2006. And Tom Sizemore, that's... Yeah, Tom Sizemore was in it. <laughs> That's probably where the $30 came from. <laughs> Tom decided to get the extra large popcorn and soda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those that uh, came and went. The humor is extremely subtle without solid grasp of theoretical physics. Most of the jokes grow over a typical viewer's head. Uh, this movie can be compared to Rick and Morty, which is the best show ever, which shows you exactly how flawed this reviewer is. Rick and wow. Morty is over, guys. I'm going to go ahead wow. and pronounce Rick and Morty is done. Stop watching Rick and Morty. Move on with your lives. Now, I do have a review to do. If you yeah, want to do you actually have a review? Yes. Okay. So, review. All right. View and review. Hi. Hello. Um... So I decided to go watch the movie Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt and a slew of huge actors that honestly I cannot remember what their names are. But I've seen them in a lot of stuff. Uh, I know Michael Shannon's in it. I know, uh, uh, yeah. But anyway, so Bullet Train is a movie that has uh, probably like Seven different stories because every character has a story on this train. And it's about, and, and all these people are like some type of assassins trying to get at one character. And in the midst of all of this is Brad Pitt, who also is, I don't, he's a handler or something like, I don't know exactly what he what he is. He has a handler. A He's former a, assassin. A former assassin. Whatever. But the thing is, he doesn't actually kill people. He has what you would call stupid luck. So every time somebody tries to kill him, it kind of backfires on them. Like, literally. It is a fun, flashy, over... Uh, the top type of action film. The jokes are hilarious. The the it, it 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 takes you on this huge ride that you have no idea which way it's going to go, and I love that about it. All the characters in the movie is great. The humor is fantastic. It's from the same people that did Deadpool. It's really, it's just really, really good. Um, so I suggest, if you want to go see a very fun movie, Bullet Train is definitely that type of film. So yes, mm -hmm. Bullet Train. Mm -hmm. 
Well, if you say so. Well, on the on the let's go back to the rule of five. This is a theatrical release. Five is Saturday night with the date. Zero is not even drunk. Where would you put the five on the train? You give it a five. It is a very fun ride to go on. If you say so. Um, a lot of people had problems with it because it was like it kept on going back and forth. But that was only because it was telling everybody's story and how they ended up there. Mm -hmm. And it even, I'll tell you, it even tells a story of a bottle of water. Okay? And how it ends up saving somebody's life at the end. <laughs> and it's just, it's hilarious. It's, uh, it's just really just like, if you like movies like Kill Kill Bill with uh, a little bit of uh, Deadpool and those old samurai movies, mm -hmm. then you would pretty much really would dig this film. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Definitely a five for me. Yeah. All right. If you say so. But uh, Bullet Train, I, I, the beloved and I were talking about going out on a date yesterday, and we went and we looked at uh, we looked at that, and we were like, uh, no. So we wound up walking away from that one. But it's just... <sighs> I mean, for one thing, it's R-rated, which means it's going to, we're expecting a bunch of violence and foul language and garbage in it, and we just don't need that in our life. And uh, I'm trying to remember, there was a movie had... Uh, what was his name? Matthew Fox in it. There was a movie that was kind of like that where it told the same story but from different points of view. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was a vantage point. point. That's vantage what it was. Point, yes. Yeah. So that's that's what it kind of sounded like to me when you were talking about the different stories it was going over. Yeah. Or actually, or <coughs> like Murder on the Orient Express where you have different storylines going along with the central one. Yeah. Different characters doing going through different things. But. Yes. So interesting. Um, so you give it a five. I'll take your word for it. I still wouldn't see it, but mm. yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, it's not for everybody. I don't. Think. Yeah, it's it's if you're not used to that type of style of movies, then you might not like it because there is a bunch of people that said it was too flashy for me because it kept on going back and forth telling this story and all that stuff, and that's true. It does that, but. It's, it doesn't make you lost in what's happening, you know? Mm -hmm. It's one of, it's kind of does that little, not as corny as those dream sequence where it's like, I remember the day and you hear, do, 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 <laughs> and that goes back in time. It's yeah. just like somebody's telling the story and then it shows what's happening. So, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> well, before we, before we close this, a uh, couple of things. Uh, first up, Top Gun Maverick. Their domestic box office just passed Avengers Infinity War. It, so, Top Gun Maverick has now grossed $679 million domestically, which puts them past Infinity War. So now they're like number six behind Black Panther, which had $700 million, and Avatar $760, and Spider-Man No Way Home $804. And Avengers Endgame 859 and Star Wars The Force Awakens with 936. And this is 13 weekends. I have, 
I haven't seen a movie go three months in ages, and it's still out in theaters drawing. <laughs> so, so it is. That's fun. Uh, $1.37 billion of global box office. I don't think anybody saw that coming. So they're not, I mean, they're still not like going to set records or anything, but it's severely overperformed. I mean, it's been around since what, Memorial Day? Yes. I, I got to admit, I did not see that coming. I, would, I was one of those that I was kind of interested, but really just didn't care because I have seen the original and mm -hmm. just really thought, oh, it's just a remake. And then the only reason why I did want to go see it was because I know you, you... I actually you liked have, it. I thought it was fun. You <laughs> have strong opinions about certain things, and you ended up liking this, even though you said that it was kind of a soft reboot yeah, of the it was, first Yeah, it was derivative of the first, but... And then I'm like, oh, well, if you liked it, then it must be really good. I, I To be honest, I actually liked the second one better than the first. When I worked at the theater... There was, I think there was a guy that came and watched it like four times, and he stayed until the credits was completely over with. <laughs> so, that's dedication. So, well, uh, I said two things, there was one, so, miscounted. You got anything, oh. <laughs> you got anything before we close out here, Chris? Okay, well, on, on that note. I'm Spike. I'm Chris. Don't be a gamma-rated tampon, okay? We'll see you all <laughs> next time on Geeking Out.